Yvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, the Universe Listens. What we love doing is inspiring and providing the tools needed for our listeners all over the globe to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is attracting love. So, Yvette, how do you attract love? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. <laughs> well, I actually have been fortunate enough to be in the same relationship with the same man for maybe like 30 years. And I honestly believe with everything in me that I created him. And I rarely admit that I really believe that. I don't admit it out loud. But I do believe that because when I, the summer after the fifth grade, I was at the beach <laughs> with my family. And I don't know why, but I separated myself out from my family and I just sat on the beach and I just started daydreaming about the person I would meet and fall in love with and marry and live happily ever after. Now, the, the reason why I said I don't know why I was doing that is because I never wanted to be married. Like, really? Yeah, I never, I've never wanted to be married from a little, little person until I was like in my late 20s, I never wanted to be married. Hmm. I never thought I would be married. Um, so why I wrote this story as a rising sixth grader, <laughs> I didn't know. But I remember it as clear as day. And I was sitting on the beach and I was just daydreaming. And I was like, yes, I'll meet him on the bus, <laughs> on the city bus. <laughs> and um, they will, the person would have just moved in like across the street from my house. And, you know, I described everything, like how they look, how... Um, his family members, how many brothers and sisters he had. Um, I described like our relationship, how we actually went to separate colleges and then we got back together and then um, we started our own business and psychology um, or whatever. And that's so weird because I always wanted to be an astronaut. When I, from the time I was a little girl until I went away to college, I went to college to become an astronaut. Wow. So why I wrote that I was opening a psychology firm with this boy that I met on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I wrote this story. On, so I was sitting on the beach and I was just like playing it in my mind. And I kept erasing it. Like, okay, I don't like that part. And I would put a different part. And then I'm like, yeah, that's perfect right there. And then I'll think of the next step of the story. And I'm like, no, I don't like that part. And then I'll put in a better part. And so I kept doing that. And then I just sat, once I had the story in my head, I just kept playing it in my mind over and over again. And it was like I was just daydreaming. And I could just feel it. And it just felt, oh, it just felt so good in my chest. And I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Um, from the beach to my home was two hours, so it was a two-hour drive. So the whole time I was in the car, I wasn't even interacting with my family. I was just playing this dream over and over and over in my head. 
And when I got home, I, I had this little toy typewriter, but it actually could type, right? And so I typed up the story and I put it in this yellow folder. And I've never done that before ever that day and I haven't done it since. So, <laughs> and so I put it in this own folder and I left it and never thought about it again until I found it in my room in my well, by this time I had moved out of my mom's house but you know my things a lot of my things were still left in my room mm-hmm. and so I was now dating the person that I now am married to we went back to my mom's house to get some more of my things out of my room we came across this story that I wrote when I was in the fifth grade. That is amazing. Yeah. And so we both were just like, oh my God, like what? What? And even, but even at that point, we weren't, the story hadn't been completed. Like in, in our relationship, we hadn't gotten to the point where we were married and we had our own business <laughs> mm-hmm. together, working with two, you know, we hadn't done all that yet. But up to that day, it was like the story was like, oh my goodness, like, are you kidding me? Or whatever. So, um, I guess what I really want to say is, I really believe that the dream, having the dream, writing it down, feeling it in my heart, replaying it over and over and over again. I replayed it probably for like three or four hours straight, you know, from the time I had the dream, I just kept replaying it. And then it came to fruition. So I say that to say, I believe that we can create the one that we want to love. Okay, well, I'm gonna start writing real soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is a wonderful story, Uh, amazing story at that. Um, I also think that, um, attracting love, um, from my perspective is, um, knowing who you are and loving yourself, Mm um, knowing who you are, knowing what you want and loving yourself, even when you are, if you don't have a maiden and there's no one but you, but you love yourself, when you love yourself, then you, you don't accept anything less. So I believe that um, that's another way of attracting love because love to me attracts love. So when you are, you exude love from your own energy, your own self, then that love will come to you. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Um, and I, I also think that it's important to be the person to be the right person like we're looking for the right person mm-hmm. but it's important to be the right person so are you the person that the person you want with love <laughs> <laughs> right. right yeah so i think that that's that um goes hand in hand with what you're saying about loving yourself um and i do think loving yourself will attract things of like i think we attract things of like frequency so the vibration that you have of loving yourself, that's gonna reach out and pull something of like kind. Um, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna sound like I'm pointing fingers or anything like that, but um, something you just say, 
made it clear to me that you have a block as it relates to <laughs> attracting love. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that they're open and ready for relationships and love and things like that, but it's their own self-talk that's the block. And what you said was so little, but I heard it. Mm -hmm. And what you said was, and I won't accept anything less. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that in your brain, you're thinking something that there's other things out there that's less and that you don't, I don't want these negative things. You're right. Right. You're right. And so as long as you're putting that energy out, I don't want these negative things. That's kind of what you're attracting. And so we have to, to not be focused on what we don't want and be focused on what we do want. Okay. And so that's, that's, um, like I always hear like people we expect as females, we expect that men are dogs or men, you know, we have these, <laughs> that these are things I hear that men are dogs and men cheat. Um, I need a good man. I need man that's this and that and the other. So, um, but the way that is, is being framed, it's, it's a, a whole negative energy that's behind it. And it's like almost a belief system that it's going to be hard to find a good one. I don't know where the good ones are. <laughs> um, I ain't accepting just anything, you know, like, <laughs> but that's a whole negative energy behind it. So like what you were saying about loving yourself and kind of like being on the frequency or the vibration of the love and the energy that you want to attract all that's perfect. Um, and I think what we have to realize is that sometimes we have that, but then we also have the other part, which is all the stuff we don't want. Mm -hmm. I can agree, um, that I'm blocking it. Um, and my reason, you know, I'm just not right now interested in a relationship. So that could be my reason for actually blocking it. But for those that do and are interested in um, attracting love and wanting to be in a relationship, you really have to open yourself up and you have to be accepting of that other human being, that love that you have dreamed about. Um, there's compassion in that there's no person that's perfect. Um, and just coming together with no judgment and just being one with that person and just, you know, growing in that, in that way. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know what you mean by when you say open yourself up. Well, what I mean is, well, I can only speak for myself, opening your heart up, up to, um, receiving that other person, um, that love from that other person. I know it takes time to get there as far as with the love, but, um, open to conversation, spending time with another person. To me, that's opening up mm -hmm. and not being guarded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good term guarded because I think that's a, what a lot of people are. And I think that's what I was kind of speaking to and mm -hmm. I was like, it's the blocks or whatever, but being guarded um, about receiving the love and because you want it to come in a perfect package or whatever. Um, and I, as you probably could guess, I would want a perfect package. I want it. I want it like I want it. I don't, I don't want no um, craziness. But <laughs> <laughs> then that's when it comes to me um, 
describing to the universe what it is that I want mm-hmm. and letting the universe guide my steps. Um, so again, it's like painting a picture of what you want, loving that picture, seeing yourself there, being a match to what you want, being a vibrational match to the type of person you would want. Because again, if the person wouldn't want you, <laughs> then there's no need in putting that out there. You know, you need to be on a vibrational match to the person that you want. So, um, and then you're pulling them in in that way. Mm-hmm. Sending that energy out to the universe and sending, sending that person to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny because um, I get to hear from males and females and I hear males saying, where are all the good women? There are no good women left. Hmm. And all the females are saying, where are all the good <laughs> men? There are no good men left. And I'm just like, okay, but okay, I know a lot of women who are looking for you guys. And I know a lot of guys who are looking for you women. So what is the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think there are uh, there are a lot of good men that's out here. And, and, and the reverse is it's um, a lot of good women out here. Um, nobody is perfect. Um, and, um, we're two different individuals that, um, that can come together with, with like things and being able to grow, but it's definitely good men out here. I'm just not ready for them. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's an honest place to, you know, to me that you're that self-aware to know that you're not ready for it because a lot of people are not ready for a relationship right now, but yet they're still, I guess, throwing their fishing rod mm-hmm. in, but knowing they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would need to do the work to make themselves ready. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, is, is just more the same that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important in, um, in any relationship, if one party isn't ready to me that's going to cause problems um could cause problems because if you're unsure about yourself you're unsure about what you want but you know you want a relationship and so you're going to go and seek a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship but you're not ready some things are not going to mix because to me that's oil and water Mm -hmm. so i go back to what i originally stated is knowing yourself and also loving yourself and then you know exactly what that is when you're ready for it Mm -hmm. and and now that you're saying this now i'm confused (laughs) why are that (laughs) like when you're like in a young love Mm -hmm. are you really ready but does that just because you're not necessarily ready does that mean you guys can't grow together because if i think about it when I first started dating my husband, I mean, we weren't ready. I, I don't think we were. I was crazy. I was a crazy person. <laughs> what do you mean? I was a psycho. <laughs> okay. I'm shaking my head. Okay. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I can explain it right now, but I do know that I was a psycho. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, there's certain things about me, like, for example, I, I had a tendency towards being a perfectionist. That can drive a person crazy, you know? So, 
me it could drive me crazy as well as the other person because everything's got to be right but right means the way i want it mm-hmm. right so perfectionist i'm very intense about things like i feel like it's got to be done right now and it's got to be done this way you know so those are things i had to learn i was a control freak you know like again that's because of, i feel like when you have control issues that's because you your own self-esteem is low. You gotta have things a certain way in order for you to function, mm-hmm. in order for you to feel like you're you know able to handle things. It's gotta be your way. Um, yeah, I probably it's probably probably if I had him here, he could give you a whole list, a whole list of my cycle tendencies. <laughs> and I shouldn't I really shouldn't use that word cycle, but right. um, I'm only doing it in jest, but. The point being that technically, you know, we weren't ready in certain ways. It was things we had to learn. Um, And it was just luckily for me, one of the things I remember one of my professors told me, well, she didn't tell me, she told the class. She said um, that you want to make sure that you marry someone who is an eager learner. And that always stuck with me. That person don't have to know everything. They don't have to have everything right. Mm-hmm. They just have to be an eager learner. They want to know more. They want to do better. So that was one thing. And then when I was in Ohio, I used to go to this place called the African Center. And it was just a place where, you know, black folks got together and um, talked about all issues. Black. And... I remember back then it was this book called something to the effect of a black man's guide to a black woman or something like that. But anyway, it was a very controversial book because it was written by a woman. But basically, and you know, so long ago, I don't, I might be saying it wrong, but basically um, it was very offensive to women because it was kind of like black men need to smack her. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't remember what the book said but I just remember it was very controversial and we were discussing that book in African Center and I was young but the people there were like middle age and older so I basically was a listener and a learner and I remember the conversation got really really heated between the men and the women so all the men were like saying the stuff in the book was true and they were saying how um, a black woman uh, you know talk to you any kind of way and you know, with disrespects you, and they'll like want to corner you into a wall, and they'll use their words, and they they know how to use words better than a black man know how to use words, and um, then the black man I feel like he want to hit her, and so he just wants to leave the space, and but then she like corners him in, and, you know, it's just all this craziness, right? And so they were, I mean, it was I just remember it was just they were just going back and forth, but. This one man spoke and he described his experience with black women. And trust me, the picture he painted was not pretty Hmm. at all. And the only thing I could think was, do I know you? When was you up in my house seeing this scenario play out? Mm Because he had just described me to a T. Really? Yeah. And so that realization for me is what changed me and made me say, you know what? I'm not taking this back to my house. Like I gotta do, I gotta do it differently. 
And instead of me controlling everything, I just I just let laid my guards down. And I was like, you know what? If things don't go right, I know how to get back on my feet. But uh, instead of me taking the reins, I'm going to lay down and let, at that time it was the person I was dating, who is now my husband, um, let him take the reins. And I remember that making that decision and I remember his response to it because he did not know how to respond to it. It was just like, wait a minute, what? I get to make a decision now? And it was kind of <laughs> like a, a hesitancy. So there was a lull for a pace of time, maybe like a couple of weeks where no one was making decisions, right? Because I refused, I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, I'm not going to be this woman. And it was like, he's like, mm, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then he stepped up to the plate and, and I'm going to just tell you, that was the best thing ever um, to make it okay, mm-hmm. you know, for him to make decisions. That's a great story. So if you wouldn't have changed, would the relationship sustain itself? I honestly don't think so because, um, like I said, I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready um, from that standpoint. Like, we weren't, we didn't both show up ready. And so I was in the process of um, being a control freak Mm -hmm. type of person, controlling everything. So it's like I was almost forcing him. And of course, if you try to force anybody to do anything, what are they going to do? Resist. They're going to yep. resist. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much what was going on. It was a push-pull. And so maybe I might win in this area, but then it's going to be a little fire somewhere else that he don't start. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, learning to give up control, it wasn't that I gave up my voice. It wasn't mm-hmm. that... It was giving up the need to control and giving up that need allowed him to step forward in his truth and shine in the way that he has continued to shine ever since. Um, and it, it um, negated that, that force, that push-pull, mm-hmm. that resistance, that, um, all that frustration and irritability that could creep up. So, no, I don't think that we would have made it to marriage had I not changed. Okay. Um, and so that just goes back to um, the question that I had was, do you have to be ready already <laughs> in, when you start a relationship? And I would push it back to what my professor once said was, you have to find an eager learner. But not just that you have to find an eager learner, but that you have to be an eager learner as too, well. mm-hmm. right? And so being willing to grow and change and learn and see yourself in the other person, see yourself as the other person and live in your truth through that. Until next time, this is Arvette. This is Diana. Bye. Bye.